Hey girl, welcome to the Get Your Guide Coaching Podcast. My name is Anwar White, but you can just call me your own personal dating and relationship coach. Each week, you'll hear actionable advice, tips, and strategies that you can implement in your own love life. I'm talking about healing your heart, dating effectively, and understanding men so that you can, you guessed it, get your guy. Are you ready to level up your love life? All right, let's go. I never felt the way I do. Hello, my loves, and thank you so much for joining me on the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. I have a really special guest with me today. Uh, It is a former client of mine, and I think that we started like a year ago, right? It's been about a year when we've had- Almost a year. It's coming up a year. So I have the lovely Nicole with me today. Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your journey with with everyone. I think it's so important for people to hear like what it looks like like from beginning until like maybe a year later, right? So Nicole, thanks so much for for being here. I'm thrilled to be here. So why don't you tell people like who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Sure, sure. Um, I'm an executive in the entertainment space and um, I have my own company right now. It started a few years ago. Um, My background, I'm a black woman, I'm Caribbean background. And, um, you know, since college, I've lived in this bunch of different cities and really had have had like what I think is a pretty fun, interesting life, but was not doing very well in love uh, when I met Anwar, when I was introduced to Anwar. So let's talk a little bit about your love life before we were working together, because let's be honest, right? I think that the first, the beginning of our time together was a bit hard because there was so much happening in your love life right before we started working together. So can you just share like what those past relationships kind of look like and how you were feeling afterward? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was introduced to you um, from a great mutual friend of ours. We started talking right after I'd had two horrible situations. One, I'd been in a long-term relationship, probably, I think we were together for about two and a half, almost three years. Yeah. And it was someone who I I loved and I think in many ways was a good partner, but we were not aligned on some very critical things. And things had become stagnant. And I think like a lot of folks during the pandemic, you kind of have come to Jesus moments around like, what am I doing with my life and what is going on? And so that broke off. I I made the decision that this isn't going where I wanted to go. And, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age, shall we say. So (laughs) I think that, that it's harder, you know, if you're 23 and you break up, it's probably maybe a little bit less upsetting. I don't know. But, um, so that was hard. I, I had had a fling uh, also with somebody after that who was a friend of a friend that was just disastrous. And so I think I just felt totally sad yeah. and confused and kind of just kind of thinking, what, what's going on? Like, why can I not get this right? More so, I just think I felt with relationships, there was no roadmap that I just was going up and down and up and down. And 
and um and they needed some i needed whatever i was doing wasn't working yeah it just wasn't working and i was choosing people who i think looked good on paper mm-hmm. and had a lot of stuff that if i showed you a picture or said okay here's their background people would be oh yeah great but personality wise and goal wise and values wise and other things um just weren't weren't right yeah for me so yeah definitely okay so you heard about me from a mutual friend yeah and yeah. but a lot of people talk about me and i'm not trying to say <laughs> that because i feel like i'm the shit or anything but um I'm, I, I guess I'm curious about like, what made you take the step from, oh, this is an interesting fellow doing this to let me talk to him and get on a consultation call with him. The friend is somebody who really knew what had happened with both of the relationships. Okay. So she, she knew, girl, been... that it was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had all this the door. She's like, what are you doing? This is crazy. And, was, and she said, you know, you've got to work with this guy. I was like, what? And then she said, she mentioned a friend of another friend of hers who'd had great success, like a great experience, great success. Mm-hmm. And she said, you, you got to do this. I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. This, yeah. this sounds, this well, sounds so what were you saying? I don't know. I don't know because what, but I hadn't thought about a dating coach. It seemed, <laughs> it seemed a little strange. I felt yeah. like, well, why shouldn't I know this, how to do this myself? Mm-hmm. This seems unnatural. Yeah. Why am I, you know, I think that was the resistance. And then when our friend said, no, no, no. And she'd known you prior to all this, you know, she'd known you before. And, and I thought, well, what, what harm can a conversation be? Because I also thought if I never talk to this person again, <laughs> it won't matter because right. he doesn't really know me. I don't know him. If he's talking to people, he's probably heard everybody's craziness. So, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so no judgment, so, no judgment. I've heard no, it all. No, no, no. And I, I say craziness yeah. also with no judgment. I think mine yeah. was also craziness, not yeah. not to yeah. not in a pejorative, just just you know disarray. So yeah, so I think that was it. I think I just felt so sad because when you have two things back to back happen. Yeah. And you really, I think I was at a transitional stage as well, as I said, professionally. And I just thought, what is, what's going on here? And I think, I think the pandemic for a lot of people has been, I mean, I hope we're coming into the end of it now, but it has been a real kind of reset or like examination. And you see all this great resignation and, you know, all these things. So I think for me, it was also that where I just like, I want to change this. You know, I've been to multiple friends weddings some friends had had babies in the time yeah um my sister's been married for several years so i just was like what is what am i missing like what i'm not grotesque like i'm sort of so right. what so what am i doing and, and, I, and i think you have to sort of examine yourself in terms of not so much judgment but like what were you taught or what tendencies do you have or personality things that you could change or traits you could change that that will help you I remember you know, that, that was you were saying too often was I feel like I'm behind, right? Yeah, that's a big. Like I'm, yeah, I'm behind yeah. a lot, and so I, I'm only mentioning that because I feel like there are other people that feel that way as well, and I think mm-hmm. it's to know that they're not alone, and that uh, not at all. When we see all of those things on social media, all of the baby announcements, all of the hundred percent, it's like it can really I mean, be triggering. A hundred percent, and I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because. That's huge. I had, as I mentioned, I've been to several friends' weddings. Yeah. 
I've been in some of the weddings, you know, as a bridesmaid lover. And, and, you know, you're going on the registry to buy the baby uh, shower gift or whatever. And these are all people I'm close with. I went to school with some are childhood friends, whatever people I know for my life. And we're, I'm happy for them. It's, this is not, this is not me not being happy, but I think you also, if you're, you aren't close to that, you also feel kind of a little bit of sadness in yourself. Yeah, I think that's yeah. natural too. I, that's part of it. And I think especially for high achieving black women, I, I don't know, I think whether you're back, um, whether you're black American, Caribbean, African, I don't feel like it really matters. I think that we are girls as women, we're taught school is so important. Study, 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 get these degrees, get such, such or such job. Don't. And I, I don't, I don't feel like we're taught about dating and relationships the same way a lot of my other peers, that was part of it. That's true. Like that's, we're just not- Because your parents and our grandparents don't know much about it either. No, they, have they as don't much at agency. all. So they even don't. if they were going to teach us, they would be teaching us 30% of the, the curriculum that we actually need no, to know. Absolutely, absolutely. So that, like, I think they don't teach us that stuff. It's not part of it. And also I know from colleagues who are other groups, you know, they have like, oh, there's this- um, They'll have, look, there's some cultures that still have matchmakers, full out matchmakers or yeah. full out whatever. We don't have that. Or that, or there's a, there's a culture within, like, I look at some of my, you know, not to call names, but look at some of my Jewish friends or yeah. South Asian friends, whatever. There's an actual marriage culture in those things. Whereas I don't, I don't know any black groups that have that. I, I just don't. And so I think that's also part of it that it's understanding, like, you might feel, understanding that part of that behind is not only because you've been pursuing other things aggressively, but also because you may not have been empathized, that may not have been emphasized yeah. from the time you were, the time that that would have needed to be emphasized. So, and, that, and that's now, your story you're saying. That's yeah, and I think, I think it's my story, but I also think it's a story of a lot of folks. Totally, totally. Yeah. So let's talk about the consultation. So how, sure. how are you feeling in the consultation during <laughs> and then afterward, girl? I was a mess. in a way I felt sad and jumbled but I think you also feel a bit cathartic Mm -hmm. because you kind of let it all out of whatever's going on so you kind of just like it's like a brain dump yeah I think it's a really important point because so many of us don't have the space or opportunity to actually let all of this out and I want to let everyone know that these consultations are a space to like really let it out. It's a super safe space. I'm not mm-hmm. judgmental. Like, and most of the people that I'm on the calls with do have emotions. <laughs> Cause we ask, we go there, right? We yeah. ask the question yeah. so that, because we have to bring things to the surface for you to have clarity about what's really going on. I think we like know half the story cause we allow ourselves to know half the story. But when we bring it all out, we realize what's, oh, there's a lot more here that I need to actually like explore and get into, right? Um, I remember- yeah, I remember after our consultation, uh, you sent me a mini dissertation via email <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> about your thoughts and how you were feeling and what's going on, right? Oh my God. I'm not here to call, I'm not here to call you out, but I think really? it's important. I, I, I'm only saying that because I think we bring up a lot of stuff. And I think if you, if people are interested in doing a consultation, realize that that's part of it. And we have to, we have to do that to actually do the work, right? Talk to me about your 2 a.m. email, girl certain sort of professional worlds or social worlds, you're used to feeling more together mm. or more, I don't want to say in control. I don't, I don't want to necessarily use that phrase, but I think you're used to feeling more self-assured or more confident about something. And I just felt really, really insecure about the situation. Yeah. 
it was such a brain dump and a thought dump. And then I guess I was reacting to that later on. I, I think there was also a sense of slight relief okay. that okay. this is somebody who, if I do work with him, can um, help me get some sort of clarity yeah. and some sort of help with kind of an analysis of why this is happening and the deep dive that you need. Because I think when we think about dating, at least I did, you think about a lot of external things. Yeah. Like looking good and, you know, your clothes, your grooming and maybe where you're going to go. Where is this? But I, I don't know that I did the mental and psychological prep yeah. in the way that I think is so necessary for a lot of us. It was for me, for sure. And I think a lot of people listening or working with you would agree it's helpful because more than helpful, it's vital. But I hadn't I hadn't really done that in a real way. I don't think I'd done that. And I think that was me realizing, oh, this is more complicated. I I thought this might be about, because I did this on this day or whatever, but it's not. It's, it's about- not, It's not about those things. It's not no, about the thing you, you said or that thing that you no, did. No. Yeah. So uh, you talked about feeling uh, a sense of relief and feeling like this yeah. potentially helped me and help me gain clarity. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's why you decided to work with me. Let's yes. talk about actually working together, girl. <laughs> um, right? Okay. Because- um, it was a roller coaster, right? Yes. It was yeah. a roller coaster. You were just coming from these um, two relationships and we were sad and it was really hard. So yeah, those first yeah. three, I would say two to three months were yeah. a little bit disjointed. Would you agree? I, yes. All of, yes to all of what you said. Um, I was not as engaged as I should have been the first few months. I was, this pandemic times, I had moved. I was trying to sort of, I have businesses in a couple different cities. So I was trying to sort of set all that up. I was dealing with some family stuff. So I think in general, I wasn't putting the emphasis on the time and the work that I should have been. And And I really know it's work. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. I'm not just going to be chatting with you every week. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) it's not. It's when I, when I, uh, so when things, resettled um and i know we'll talk about that but uh i told our mutual friend i said girl this is real work you don't understand (laughs) she's like what so i thought he's just talking i said no 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 (laughs) because it's not only to my mind you know you ask for such a deep dive in terms of not only the following the course but doing the actual worksheet sort of physical taking you back to for some of us would be back to fifth grade sixth grade but That's right. you know back to actual worksheet if you guys remember that from middle school whatever type of stuff where you're really um sitting down and thinking about something we don't What's we that? don't we don't make the time to actually do no. that yeah no so we I don't that that's why it's so important to to, yeah. to have those worksheets yeah i agree i know it's it's all good it's all that that was it was so helpful but i think it was making sure i was prepared making sure i did the course stuff making sure i did the worksheets making sure whatever other exercises I had to do with people or with small things that you ask us to do that I'd be like, Oh, I got to do this by this day. And I think for me, it was also as somebody who, as I said, I'm in, I work in film and television and there's a lot of meetings. So we have the tendency often to run late to meetings Mm -hmm. and I got corrected quite quickly. (laughs) A boundary was set. Let's say that (laughs) I got, I was, and I was like, Oh, and, but, but it made me more disciplined in terms of saying, Hey, I'm going to run five minutes late or, Hey, 
I'm just coming out of something or, or stopping something beforehand. So, so I think that helped, but, but I think, yeah, the first few months I wasn't as engaged as I needed to be. I just wasn't. And I realized, you know, I think maybe eight weeks in or something, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, I'm not really engaged with this. Um, whereas, you know, to quote my grandmother, good things aren't cheap and cheap things aren't good. Yes, right? <laughs> so, so, so to quote my hundred year old grandmother, I, and so I thought this is, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a game. It's not a chit chat with your girlfriend over, mm. you know, a, a glass of wine that this is, you do it. And so I think after three months, I remember saying to you, I, I'm not ready to be done in three months. I think we talked about it. And, and so I did three plus six. So I did nine. Mm-hmm. which I think was totally right for me because those first three, I just wasn't, I did stuff, but I just wasn't engaged as I needed it to be. Like yeah, I just wasn't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that happens, right? That's why my program is six months because that first six weeks is like, oh, you're asking me to do everything differently than I did before. And yeah. there's always going to be resistance because we're humans and that's our natural reaction to things that are new, right? But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm here to give grace, but also some very clear boundaries about what's acceptable and what's not. And I think one of the things that I found in the first three months for us was also like, like I'm, I'm very communicative and I expect other people to be as well, my clients, because that is what's going to make your relationships amazing. Being able to reach out, talk, mm-hmm. ask for mm-hmm. help. And so, yes, we were having conversations <laughs> at 6 a.m. in the morning time, right? Or at conversing. And right. at the beginning, I think it was a little bit hard for you to like be like, oh, I need to be actually reaching out to him and talking to him. Yes. And it, yes, that's myself, how I'm feeling and things like that. And that's an important part of the program, right? Because that's what's going to be required of your relationship. And so I want to be that placeholder so that when you do get into that relationship, and we'll talk about your amazing relationship later, um, that it becomes a seamless process. Right. So, um, yeah. So talk to me about some of the bigger lessons that you feel like you've learned and in our time working together. There's so many. Um, I would just say, you know, for people listening and again, like I didn't just so you all know, I did not know Anwar before okay, at all. Um, we had some mutual touch points, but I think that's like black people on the East Coast in certain things have mutual touch points. Like, I don't think that's a thing. Educated black folks. Yeah, educated like, black folks. Like, like two degrees of separation. We know everything. like two degrees, so yeah, it's not, you it. know. That's it. But I said to other friends, like close friends of mine following this, I'm going change my life. Like, just fully. And I just want to say, he's not paying me to talk. Like, something like that going on. Um, I learned a lot, I think, um, about myself. I think I learned to forgive myself for a lot of things that have happened. Yeah. And to forgive other people. I think the first thing I learned was how important family relationships are in shaping how you date and how you receive men. But I think there are things in their relationship that I saw and also in the way they dealt with me and still do deal with me because we are still close. You know, we still talk all the time and I see them all the time, whatever. So I think that was huge. And that I learned that, oh, okay, you're doing this because you saw this in your parents' dynamic or you're doing this because your parents told you this or that. Mm-hmm. so I don't think I understood the first, the first several I don't know, weeks or months on what talked a lot about my family. And I was like, why is this fool talking about my and mother? The my session, in the first session, I remember, uh, you were talking about a disagreement that you had with your father Yes, and you're like, why are we talking about my dad so much? And I was like, 
because how you interact with him is how you interact with men. And if you're having an argument with your father, then you're going to be argumentative with men for no reason. We don't need to be nope. arguing with men, right? And I think so many people feel like I have to be heard. And so I'm going to argue with you so you can hear me. No, we have to set boundaries and that's it. Right. And I think it's a different way of being with men to your point about not knowing how to engage with men in a way that is going to make you feel safe and secure. Right. And having being empowered enough to make the choice about engaging with certain relationships and not. Right. So, yes, we do talk about familial relationships quite a bit. A a lot. I, I was shocked by how much and I think it made me understand those relationships better. Mm-hmm. Um, and also understand how I could, like what I had learned that was good, what I learned that was not helpful, like all that, like that was huge. Vulnerability was a big thing for me, just learning how to be honest with people and share with people. And I don't think I'm alone here that a lot of, especially black women, you're not, you're, you're taught to be kind of strong or shake it off, or you can just, you know, you're smart, you can figure it out or whatever. But I had to learn how to be kind of okay with emotions and not only be okay with them, but be okay with sharing them. I think is more like, is it you okay inside, but okay with saying to somebody, I'm upset that you did this, or I feel bad about X. And I'm, that's something I'm still working on. Like I, I am working at sharing with people, how I feel with people. Um, that- the, way that you're, the way that you are now, it's like night and day though, from like a year ago. And so I'm, I just want to I just want to pause you and say I'm really proud the amazing um, strides that you've made in vulnerability and boundary setting. Right? Yes, that's the other thing I was uh, gonna say. Like it's like night and day from from last year. Thank you. Oh, that's, that means a lot. That means a lot that you said that because I work on it every day. Yeah, say more. About Boundaries it. are huge. You know, as I said, I I think I don't know, man. I think especially black family, we're not. <laughs> There are no boundaries. There are no boundaries. <laughs> it's not good. We're just like up in people's and up in people's space, up in people's face. Man, boundaries. You know, my parents had very few, almost none. My sister as well. I thought that was normal. And I almost felt like asking for those boundaries was was mean mm-hmm. or was an extra like aggressive, like extra. I didn't need to be doing that. Yeah. And Anwar was very kind of like, no, you have to do this. You have to set boundaries. And you, you told me you're like boundaries make you feel peaceful or something like boundaries. There was a phrase you, I I hope I'm saying it right, but that was huge because I really started to set boundaries with my parents um, that they had a tantrum once or twice about. Um, And I, and that's an emotional boundaries. I would, I would, I would say as well. Emotional. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think with the time that was, it was also emotional because it was like, I can't, I can spend this time with you or this phone call with you, but I can't do this many more. Boundaries is hard, and I, but I think it's a vital part of the, a vital, vital part of the work that we do. Talk to me about that one time where you noticed that actually I'm a different woman, like that you had changed or, and also maybe other people noticed that you've made some changes as well, because I think it's important. Sometimes we're like, oh, I didn't freak out like I usually do or, oh, I did this and I would have never done that before. Is there like a moment in your head that's like, oh, I'm changing. I'm, I'm making, I'm making different moves here. I think in probably there's a couple. One was, I think when I did set boundaries with my parents, I remember my mom, I can't remember what the boundary was, but my mother had like a bit of a tantrum uh-huh. and I was really upset. And I remember talking to you about it and you said, oh, okay, she's going to be fine in a day or two. And she was, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, 
this works. Like this isn't no, nothing's going to happen. There's going to be no explosion or whatever. World's not going to end after. Yeah, the world's not going to end. Yeah. And a friend of mine, I think it was our mutual friend, said, oh, you're different. Mm. She made a comment. And I don't remember what I had said. I, I really don't. But she made that comment. I was like, oh, okay. I think for me, it was seeing the results of some of the boundaries and also feeling like it was okay to put myself first. Yeah. That I think is a huge thing for me. And I don't know what people listening, maybe they have that too, but I think I felt I'm, I'm the oldest child, you know, um, there's a lot of expectations. And so, and I, and I kind of felt like I have to put other people's needs first or, or I have to, and I think onwards, which is, you know, it's not about just, I don't give a thing about anybody. Else. It's not that, but you have to focus on what's good for you yeah. and what's right for you. Kind of like, you know, put on your own oxygen mask before you put on the people in the airplane seat. So I don't think I had really understood that. And I think I started to do that. And I'm still working on that. That's not selfishness. Right. That's self-preservation. It's not you being selfish. Yeah. It's you being wanting to be healthy and be right for people and that kind of thing. And I even had a client who's one of my, um, a client who I've been working with for many years. Uh, we had a meeting the other day about something. Uh, and she said, you sound really calm. Mm. And I said, oh, okay. She said, no, you sound, she made a comment. And I was like, huh. And, and, you know, it was just a moment. And, and we went on to what we were talking about, but um, that made me think, I was like, oh, maybe that's, I feel more grounded and more kind of settled. And also I feel okay about saying no. So I think, I think it's that, I think it's a lot of the behavioral changes and folks noticing and me also recognizing it's okay to be vulnerable, to be, have the boundaries, to adjust how you're receiving the world. Yeah. I love that so much. I think that's so important. So you got your guy. Yes. <laughs> and he's lovely. Um, let's talk a little bit about that process of you getting your guy and maybe some of the um, mental drama that comes with that. Because so many people will actually come to me and be like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going I'm to get my guy. Like, I'm, I'm. But then when it actually happens, and this happens with all of my clients, then we start to get into like the maybe some insecurity, some self-sabotage, right? Some mind drama happening. So talk to me about how you got your guy, a little bit about your guy, and then we'll talk about what that's looked like for you over the past few months. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with how I got him. We met online. We, I, I took him through the funnel, Onwise funnel. Mm-hmm. And that funnel, I know, uh, I, first I saw that funnel, I was like, this is, this is like an obstacle course. What is this? What's this mess? Yeah. You want people it was an obstacle it? course. You were right. <laughs> it, 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 I remember being very skeptical of that funnel. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But um, we did the funnel mm-hmm. and he, he went through it fine. And um, we had a phone call, I think. I think we may have had one or two phone calls. I don't remember. And then we um, went on a date. And the first date was really simple. We just went to, it was, it was still nice outside. So we went for like a coffee and a walk and like a park and this, this big park that's in our city and stuff. And um, it was good. It was a good first date. Basically, um, after each date, I 
and before dates, I was at that point communicating with Anwar about the dates and not only about that, about other people I was meeting and what stages we were at and their profiles and all that stuff. And um, we had this person and I, my, my now boyfriend and I had great communication and we did, we went out again. I think it was maybe that next weekend or something. It was quick, quite quick. And, um, and then just started dating. Um, you know, it was, it was, um, I communicated with Anwar throughout. I think what I was surprised at is it was easy. I want Things to talk were- about this, this notion of easy, because I think so many people feel like, because maybe in the past it's been hard, that it's yeah. supposed to be a struggle, that mm. we're supposed to be on the struggle bus for love, but no, it is actually <laughs> supposed to be easy, right? And you were so shocked. Every time you talk to me, you're like, it's really easy. It's super easy. I was like, girl, this is how it's supposed to be. It, 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 it was easy. I, I really, you're, yes, I was completely shocked. And I mentioned it because it was easy. I mean, I think we realized early on, we're looking for similar things yeah, or the same thing really. And I think what I like about him is that he's, you know, I think every girl has kind of a list of what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, and he certainly has the things on that list, which is lovely, but more so than that, because I mean, there's a lot, look, the other people I didn't have a lot of things on the list too. So it's more like he's emotionally available. Yeah. Like he's done his own work and is also interested in, you know, actually having a relationship and the work that that requires. And I think I can be, I think what's, what's exciting for me is that I can be myself. I can be vulnerable. I can sort of just be just be myself and there's not a lot of I don't feel judged the other thing that you were mentioning too was um he's such a nice guy yes nice guy every time we would see I'm like girl he's a great guy like what is this about the nice guy that's how he's supposed to be I think I had dated people who probably weren't as nice you know and just I think he made things he was very kind he's a very kind person and I I um and I think it's puts like it's, it's concerned about me, about my well-being. Are you okay? In a way that I just I guess the people I dated previously probably just weren't weren't as concerned. I think what Anwar helped me to do was not only find somebody who sort of fit external check boxes because that's and that might be important. Let's face it, you can't pay a light bill with love, right? So, so like it's nice to say it's not, but I'm not inherently wealthy. So it's that's right. You know, that's, that stuff is, there is some importance there, Uh but I think more so somebody who was also a match for you, me personally, like a match in terms of personalities and values and kind of interests and where you want to go together and how you want to do something like that is a bigger thing. And I don't think I'd had that match. Like yeah. you can, you know, that, that, that is super important. And I think I, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm shocked at how easy it is, but I'm also, there's a little bit of, you're like cautiously optimistic because kind of waiting like, Oh, is something going to happen? I don't know. But so far, um, it's never been this good. So I think it's natural to feel that way, right? Waiting definitely to drop. I hear that so often with all of my clients that get into relationships. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it doesn't drop, but if it does drop, you have the skills to actually pick it back up together with yes, you, which I think is like super important. You know, absolutely. Um, 
one of the things that I'll just highlight that I think is really important that people I think skip over is that when we were making a decision about whether we wanted you wanted to be exclusive with him, we went and mm-hmm. figured out an evaluation to figure out if this is someone who is checking all of those boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Really, really fulfilling all of the needs that you personally have based on the experiences that, that you mm-hmm. I think is important. And the other thing that we did was um, we went through what that exclusivity conversation was going to look like. Yeah, which is really important. I actually just did the same thing with another client yesterday, because I think it's important to understand, like, how do I bring this up? How do I talk about this in a way that uh, he can digest it, understand it, and it's not too overwhelming, right? So you had this exclusivity conversation, it went really well. And I got an email that night saying we're boyfriend and girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was, I was really, I had never, I had never had that in that way. And I remember what was great was Amwar kind of just helping guide me through it. So there was a plan for me that's important now, like what's the blueprint, what's the plan? So then, because I think for something like this to go in just off the cuff, it could go all kinds of ways, but it was nice to have say, okay, this is what, this is what you start with, or here's what, you know, how to structure this. And so I went in feeling pretty confident. We had the conversation and it was just it was, it wasn't long. I mean, it may have been five minutes, five minutes, yeah, 10 minutes, yeah, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it was, it was great. And, um, and then um, that, that was kind of that. Yeah. Good. So talk to, talk to the people out there. If they are on the fence about potentially working with me, like, yeah. what did you tell them about the Get Your Guy program and uh, the experience? If you are serious about finding a true relationship, somebody who, whatever that looks like for you, I think you should do this. I described it to people as I'm always like a relationship therapist on steroids. <laughs> Not steroids, right? bitch. Yeah. Not yeah. steroids. <laughs> no, in a good way in that it's intense. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Intense. For sure. For sure. Like, but this is why I work with type A people because they're used to being intense. <laughs> this is true. And I, I think it was great. It's not, yeah. it's not, this is not negative. Nothing I'm saying is negative. Yeah. If you want to do this, put the, t- you're going to put the time in. And I think we put time in for so many other things. You know, um, I've worked in a few different industries and all of them were super time intense. You know, you're putting time in at these jobs. If you're on a board, if you're doing volunteer work, if you're mentoring, whatever, your family, I'd say put yourself first. Yeah. And put the time in for this because I think, and I say this as I, I said, I've been in therapy for, for years and it's helpful for me and it's great. But this is like that plus, plus, plus. That's why I said on stories because it's somebody who's saying, not only do we have to talk regularly, but I want to get texts from you. And I'm always up. I don't even know. You text him. I'm like, oh, it's six in the morning. He's not going to respond. Six oh five. I'm like, what the hell? So <laughs> he's up and watching. I don't even. Honey, my kids wake me up at six every morning. I got a natural alarm clock. So he's on I'm, that up, I'm, I'm ready to support you because I really do feel like the way to get the most out of this work is to actually be there in those moments where you're feeling those things. Like if yeah. it's hours afterward, if it's days afterward, you've already either numbed it or intellectualized it, but it's really in those moments when you're going through it that the real awareness, clarity and healing can actually happen. And so that's why I'm on my butt all day, every day, talking to women all around the world about what's going on and how they're feeling and talking them through it. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's on it. He's on it. And I'd say if you, I would say, first of all, if you're serious about a relationship, do it do it. That's the first thing. The second is though, if you're choosing to do it, make sure you have the time to do it. Like set aside the time. And 
And I say, look, I feel like the women who are going to participate in this have devoted time to many different things. So that if you can carve out one of those usual tranches of time, because it is in like sessions, right, on Zoom or whatever, it is um, doing worksheets. It is doing exercises, personal exercises that you have to do. It is doing some really in-person work with people, with family, with friends, with other work stuff that you it's hard to do so there's it's also coming out of that comfort zone i think it's also listening to all the course material yeah like that was very helpful for me and there were some i tried to listen to stuff look you know um i tried to listen to stuff when i was working or you know when i was doing stuff in the house whatever because you can just put it on and so i I, and that's something that i'm even going to go back and do um so i think listening to the course material i listen to a lot of the podcast as well so I think all of that is, is that is, is part of it. And I think also just being willing to not only do this stuff, but also to um, actively make those changes. Yeah. Right. You can listen, but you actually do the things. And so I think that makes it transformational, but just like if you're trying to figure out, you know, fitness or weight loss or maybe money management or whatever, That's we right. don't have adversity. We're not trying to all do our own taxes and do you know what I mean? like there's certain things you don't necessarily do. So I think hiring somebody, working with somebody who really becomes like a partner, like it's not, it's a thought partner. It's a coach. It's a therapist. It's a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, a cheerleader, but I would say do it just just it's um I'm very hopeful about my relationship and I think I feel like we're on the same page and I think we're really falling for each other and it's great but I also know that and I you know this is I also know that the the I have the tools yeah for things that if this I, I hope this works out but if it doesn't I'll be super sad, but I also know that I have tools and I have kind of a structure and um, a framework to understand myself better and understand how to approach relationships better. And that's really valuable. I love that. Nicole, thank you so much for being here and sharing your experiences. I think that so many people are going to get so much out of our session, our talk right now, that they didn't necessarily know what the program was about and like all of the amazingness that can really come out of it. So thank you so much for sharing. I know it's not something that a lot of people do and it's a level of vulnerability. So um, I just wanted to acknowledge that and appreciate that for coming from you. I'm so glad to be able to do it. I'm glad we could find the time. I know we were going back and forth a bit. And I just, I've told a few friends how important this was for me and how impactful. And I just think if people can, as I said, find the space and the time and the financials to do it, um, I I feel it has been life-changing for me. And I think it's important that people know because um, I think there are a lot of folks who need help and don't, don't know where to start. And I was one of them. I looked, I thought about it. I said, wow, it's been about a year and it's just been such a difference for me. And I'm, I'm just grateful to be able to share my experience. So happy to do it. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate it. All right, my loves. Thank you so much for joining me on the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. Until next time. Bye. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. If you like this episode and want to talk with me personally, please book a free consultation at www.getyourguycoaching.com slash apply or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk soon.